for launch in three, two, one. Go. This is a dangerous beat that we're dealing with now. Introducing the Dog Pound Daily Podcast with your hosts, Andrew Sight. I must be louder. And site expert Stephen Kabitza. If it's a blowout, Monday's podcast is going to be a bummer. But if they win, it's going to be a party. This DJ's so funky, man. Okay, let's go. The Cleveland Browns are now 0-14 for the second straight season. I'm Stephen Kabitza here with the Dog Pound Daily Podcast, joined by Andrew Sight. I believe apathy may be killing him. Andrew... We missed our midweek show this week. You were feeling a little under, under the weather. Are you yeah. feeling any better after this loss to the Ravens? Uh, mentally, I, I feel all right. Physically, I'm a little ill after watching Deshaun Kaiser play in this game. It, it's same as what we saw last week. I mean, we keep doing this dance with Deshaun Kaiser where we see one week where we're like, okay, maybe he could be a decent starting quarterback in the NFL. And then he follows it up with a completely terrible performance. And this is the third time in the last six weeks that he's followed up a decent performance with uh, a clunker. What do you think? Well, he had two interceptions, a lost fumble in the end zone. I, well, we, you were texting me during the game, you know, oh, he either makes me pull my hair out or I think he could be good. But I think this guy didn't say he could be good. <laughs> I said he might be worth keeping around. I mean, obviously you have to get a veteran in front of him, but there. You know, if they happen to get rid of him altogether in the offseason, I'm not uh, I'm not against that either at this point. Yeah, his interception, the one he lobbed in the end zone, I think that was a pretty good illustration of his year. To be fair, we were talking about this before we came on the air here. He threw 37 passes today. Isaiah Crowell, Kaiser, and Duke Johnson combined for 19 rushes. So Does that I mean, make any just- sense to you? No, not at all. Just the running backs alone. So 12 carries for 95 yards, it looks like. Kaiser dropped back three times as many, three times as much as we handed the ball off to running backs. You know, I'll fine take the quarterback runs, I guess, if you want to count that towards a solid rushing game, be my guest. But I mean, to give your care to your running backs 12 carries for 90 yards and not give the ball to them more, I think is. It's it's a little crazy, and it's just another installment of the Hugh Jackson, you know, circus wheel of head-scratching moves that we've been accustomed to so far this year. Yeah, I don't know how anyone can defend Hugh Jackson and say, oh, well, there's no talent around him. He, I was sitting watching, and at first, I'm like, why are we not seeing Josh Gordon and Duke Johnson? And then later on, I was like, why are we not seeing Isaiah Crowell? What, he busts off probably the most exciting run of the season, and then you never see from him again. It just doesn't make any... It, I say it every week, but it doesn't make any sense. And at this point, I think Q's tanking so he'll get fired and he can go to Cincinnati. You stole the theory right out of my mouth, Steve. And I, 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 just, I don't understand how any how there's two NFL teams that would be fighting over the same one in is going to be 31 coach. I mean, it's ridiculous. I, good riddance to him. If he wants to go ahead and go to Cincinnati and think that that's going to solve all of his problems, fine. They can have him. Uh, I just... I can't sit here and watch this play calling time and time again with, but I don't know. Deshaun Kaiser's been so bad too. Is it really that difficult to continue to see? I say that he gave Deshaun Kaiser the, or had to pass with Deshaun Kaiser, but then he threw so many interceptions. So I get my own self crossed up because it did look like they tried to run the ball, you know, in the middle half of that game. And it just got to the point where I don't think they were as effective as, as they wanted to be. 
I agree it's not effective, but I mean that that driver Crowell busted off that run. They went 96 yards, and then really it's just shotgun passes the rest of the game. When it was still within reach, technically, the Browns weren't going to make a comeback. We know that, but it was there's just no flow to the offense. And that I think that goes back to your quarterback, though. I mean, he can't complete any passes. Josh Gordon was largely ineffective, although he was the best receiver. Targeted 11 times, 47 yards on five catches. No one else really did anything. Corey Coleman, one catch. Higgins had two catches. Sammy Coates got one and thought he had a first down when he. That was my clearly, favorite catch of the season. Yeah, clearly didn't get it. Kind of summed up the Browns in a nutshell in their season. So, you know, I. I don't know. I, I can't even do the takeaways for this anymore because it's the same story every week, and there's just really nothing else to look forward to because they're not going to win any games. They're just not. Well, I think that's the problem with doing coverage of this team. <clears throat> not doing coverage, but covering the team for the past two seasons, even three seasons. Really, there's no point of really breaking down the games because at this point, we know John Dorsey's probably going to clear out a lot of this roster with how, all the draft how, can you blame them though like oh, i can't I mean, blame them i'm just saying why are we gonna break down play of guys like Derek kindred um yeah. you name them i'm not just singling out kindred but you can just go through all the past picks and with all the new picks this year it's gonna be like a college recruiting class i think there's there's a lot of veterans that are going to be added to this team in the offseason i hope so I, I think one thing that like i've said before dorsey provides is, is a credibility factor with free agents and agents across the league. So I think that's a huge, huge step in the right direction for what this offseason holds. But again, you, you touched right on it. They're going to have they have basically two picks in every round and in three in the second round. And so that's a lot of uh, <laughs> that's a lot of young talent that might be, you know, pushing out some of that 2016 class, because if they draft a wide receiver in the first or second round that, you know, it might be signal the end for Corey Coleman, which is a, a theory that I alluded to, I think. I don't know, Thursday or Friday night when I was texting you about it. So uh, I don't know. I wrote in an article that I wouldn't be surprised if Coleman was gone next year. And in the comments sections, I was made fun of. And I said, it's just a theory. And with a new GM, sees that Josh Gordon's his best receiver. Corey Coleman's not really doing much. Maybe he could flip that into something. You never know. I just don't think how, I mean, he makes no impact. And I get his quarterback is bad, but when he has, when he has been good, Coleman really hasn't stood out to be the number or the receiver that they really drafted him to be. And so I, I can't, you know, we waited this long to have him and Gordon on the field together, and what do we have to show for it? Nothing. Yeah, the receiving core as bad as the quarterbacks have been. The receiving core has been just as bad. Through all, you could have a receiver jersey with all the people they've brought in, with some hype behind them. I mean, right now you got as we're recording. Kenny Britt is playing for the Patriots. And it's just stories like that of guys who they bring him here and it's it's like a wide receiver wasteland. It just goes right back to the quarterback. I mean, Carson Wentz was making, or even Nick Foles today, Nelson Aguilar had touchdowns, Trey Burton, a backup tight end catching touchdowns. I mean, it's not hard for guys that are like lack of talent guys to get involved, but it just really goes down to can your quarterback even get you the ball? And Nick Foles today had four touchdowns in Deshaun. I think, is that just as many as Deshaun Kaiser has on the season or very close to it? He has like six, baby, right? Yeah. Right. I, I, it's things like that that are just, you can sit there and try and vouch for Kaiser in a vacuum all you want. But when you look across the league, it's, it's hard to find players that are playing the quarterback position as bad as they are for the Cleveland Browns right now. I think Kaiser, 
from a Browns point of view, fans go, oh, it's not that bad. We can build on it. But when you factor in how an NFL quarterback should play, looking at the other 31 guys in the league, it's completely unacceptable. And I think that interception in the end zone really summed it up. Yeah. Because his first interception was just overthrown. We've seen that before. I saw his mechanics were a little off. It looked like he really released it way too high. It's like, okay, rookie throw. But that second one in the end zone was just a horrible pass. And then his fumble, given Drango absolutely whiffed, but he had no awareness that that guy was going to be there or really any sense of, hey, I'm in the end zone. I got to get rid of this right away. Yeah, not a surprise. I mean, he's probably got the the least awareness of any but any quarterback on the in the NFL right now, maybe aside from TJ Yates. But even even TJ Yates threw a touchdown today. Well, so. We all know TJ Yates is bad for years. Yeah. And, and as of right now, Kaiser is, you know, the 32nd best quarterback in the NFL. So I. As much as people want to say, oh, give him another year, give him another year, I, I think it's impossible to sit here and say that you can't do something to address the position, whether it's – I think it's it's going after a veteran guy and drafting a quarterback number one and then letting Kaiser and the rookie battle it out you know, for the number yeah, two I spot. Think I'm, I want them to keep Kaiser on the roster because he's so young. If you keep him around, just let him learn for a bit, maybe something could come out of that, but I don't, I don't want him starting. No, he doesn't deserve to start. He has he has done nothing to deserve the right to start in any capacity moving forward. I mean, his mechanics are just wildly inconsistent, which leads to all of the inaccurate throws that we're seeing. So unless he's going to go somewhere next year and, and I don't know, ho- be able to hone those skills to the point where he comes in as essentially a whole new quarterback, like I'm not sure how how much accuracy can be improved. I think that's more of a uh, like a – you have it or you don't thing versus something that's worked on and able to be improved upon at the NFL level. But I could be wrong. The scary thing is I think Cody Kessler looked better last year than Kaiser looks this year. Yeah. And the that's only, saying something. Oh, it definitely is saying something. The difference I think is because you look at what Kaiser can do and you look at the big arm and the, the fact that he can run and maybe make a little bit, keep a little bit more play alive with his legs than, than someone like Cody Kessler. But in terms of completing the ball, they're no different. They're, you're right. They're exactly at the same level in terms of just completing, you know, with, with Kaiser being a little less accurate in the short field and able, actually he's never, he's not accurate at any point in the field. So I don't know what I'm spewing at this point. My view is specifically with Kaiser, he has no touch on his passes. Like when he overthrew Gordon earlier in the game, I believe it's when Gordon ran into the defender yeah. That pass was so overthrown. It, was, it wasn't It was like it was a deep pass to Gordon. It was just a deep pass. <laughs> like, he just threw it. It was no real touch on the ball. The best touch he put on the ball was an interception in the end zone that he threw right to the defender. <laughs> perfect yeah. long pass. And then he, he makes the Brett Favre falling down perfect throw right to DeValve on, like, third and seven or something. You know, it, it's throws like that that make you go, okay, maybe, you know, maybe he can be the quarterback that we need him to be at this level, but... Then he goes ahead and does that in the end zone, and it's like it. Every for every good play that he has, he has something completely terrible shortly after, and you can't have that out of your quarterback. Well, my view of that pass when he was had someone on, around his ankles and threw that pass to Devalve, I think for him, those are almost bad because then he goes, "Oh, I can do this," and then he'll yeah. be getting wrapped up, and he'll just be holding the ball out there, and he'll just whip it, and he did it again to Gordon. And the pass almost got picked. It was nearly picked off when he was getting tackled. I'm like, he, he, that's like last week when he tried to throw it to H- Higgins or whoever 
when he when his arm got hit, he's like, oh, I you know if I, my arm didn't get hit, I go that might have been a ball straight up in the air picked off anyway. Yeah, I don't. Again, he can't complete a ball. I mean, there were really no opportunities downfield this time that he missed, like like he did in the first game with Gordon back against the Chargers. But at the same time, I mean, there are plenty of opportunities. I think that the one that really stood out to me was down at the goal line. I think this is on the same drive as when he threw that interception. You got Johnson, Duke Johnson coming in motion from the top of the screen to the bottom, and they run a swing pass with the wide receivers blocking. And had, if Kaiser doesn't spike the ball into the ground and makes a, a good pass to Duke Johnson, they're pretty close to the goal line. And with Johnson shifting this, I've, I mean, there's reason to believe that they might have scored on that play. Instead, I mean, he throws it in the ground. I think they have to call a timeout on the next play, and then they end up intercepting it. And it's the like, interception it, came out of a timeout. Yeah, like how does this happen? Hugh Jackson challenging another play that was clearly down before the marker. Kaiser calling another sneak. You're six foot four, man. Jump over the pile. You're huge. Just jump over the pile. It's not hard. Tom Brady does the ball to Crowell. Yeah, do something. I mean, it just some of these. It's like you have a dumb coach in Hugh Jackson calling plays for a rookie quarterback who doesn't know any better, and then takes like the advice of. Hugh Jackson to like I would assume that's something that's taught right it, if you you can go ahead and call an audible on a sneak if you think you can do it, it I, at that I, point I believe so he's done it already with the Detroit game so that was that was a nice homage to that game I guess quick fun fact about the Detroit game I brought up to my dad while we were watching that's the last time they had an interception and the guy who picked it off tore his knee <laughs> Like they, they <laughs> last time they had an exciting play on defense, it resulted in a catastrophic injury for the captain. That's yeah, we that that's was a month thing. ago. That was November, and that's last. Like when when Joe Flacco dropped back today, he almost threw a pick, and they they dropped it again, given it was tipped. They don't. But know, they yeah. just there's no confidence that they're going to force a takeaway ever. Yeah, they have no idea what it's like to be dominant on defense. I mean, ever since they lost. They lost Collins. They lost Shelton for that little bit of time. I mean, cutting Joe Hayden at the beginning of the year. I mean, this team's just really never had too much depth, and it's it's like one little injury really sets off a chain reaction of of trying to compensate for you know the guy that you're missing when they don't really have the talent to do that. And I, I get, it kind of leads us into the conversation of something John Dorsey said about uh, not really having real players on the roster. Um, he's he's definitely come out guns firing since his you know, introduction as Brown's general manager, but I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on those comments because I think we might have a little differing opinion on what, what he really means by them. Well, my view of what he meant and what they kind of brought up on the broadcast, I think he just kind of, he, he's brutally honest. I think what he meant was, you know, there is talent here, but we don't have enough of it. Yeah. But what he said was that there's no real players I, I doubt that he meant there was no talent because there is some. I mean, clearly not enough. They can't win football games. But my view of what he meant was that there is some, but we need more. I kind of was annoyed by it because I'm like, man, you know, obviously these guys aren't good. Can't we just, like, just cut them at the end of the year or just be quiet and, like, fire Hugh or whatever? But I don't know. What's your view on it? I have no problem with it. I mean, if it He's not wrong. people the wrong way, fine. No, I, I, I'm happy about it. I love the comments. I mean, I, I've said for a while now that Sashi Brown did not do a good job of putting talent on the roster with the picks that were given. So, And you can throw your pro football football or pro football focus stats or all the statistics where Joe Schobert's leading the league in tackles and Christian Kirksey's not far off behind him. I don't care. 
they're not winning games and the defense is a huge problem. Why? No one's afraid of Joe Schobert in the middle. Like it just doesn't, it's, it's not, they're not good. Okay. The Browns need to go out and add veterans to this roster. If they want to, if they want to win games next year and they need to hit on those number one picks and add someone to the secondary, at least to provide some depth. So, uh, I don't know. I'm happy. And the frustrating thing, I'm, I'm the people who, the people who are like, defending sashi it's like oh well, dorsey's just gonna take whoever number one he takes he'll just take rose and it's like maybe sashi would have traded out or something you know it's everyone just assumes yeah. that like well he set it up for this year ago he set up last year's draft too and bungled the trade traded for deshaun watson and he, he's they're paying brock osweiler right now for his beach house or whatever and it's just all these horrible decisions that you can't trust him once again hey brock osweiler didn't look too bad against uh Again, who did they play two, on? Uh, two the, touchdowns. Who did they, who did they, they played play the Colts. In, oh, the Colts. Broncos, yeah. Colts. Uh, used Ugh. to be fun matchup, miserable now. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't think the Browns with Brock Osweiler would have won that game, but it can't be much worse than what we're watching with Kaiser, don't you think? Well, at least with Brock, we could have gone, oh, you know, well, th- that's Brock. It's Brock's <laughs> fault. It's Brock's fault. We're 0 uh, 13. Now, well, uh, how many games now? So, what do you think? Oh, yeah. What do you think? How many games do you think Brock Osweiler would have started before they made to, made the move to Deshaun Kaiser uh, had he started? He would have got through one half, just like Tom Savage did. It would have been <laughs> so stupid. But One, one half I of think football? What depend, I think if they're playing the Steelers, and Brock obviously spikes a few balls, throws a few picks, I think he makes it as long as Tom Savage. Because Hugh Jackson wants to be like, I don't think Hugh Jackson ever wanted Brock Osweiler on the roster. Well, he—I mean—he says he wanted Hugh J- or Deshaun Kaiser, and he's—I he, guess you get what you ask for because he's not—he's not a good quarterback right now. So I don't want to—I don't want to see what he would do with another quarterback either. Like, who's to say that he that that he comes in and Rosen, you know, him and Rosen automatically click it off and you know, and say that that's the reason Hugh Jackson was being held back, like. He could take to, or take Josh Rosen and make him a bad quarterback too. You know, maybe it's the guy that ha- that's handling him, not necessarily the player. But you know, he's Hugh Jackson's not the one go out there th- throwing the ball to the other team either. True, but I think a lot of it goes into calling plays to your the quarterback's strengths as opposed to just calling plays kind of not randomly, but like even on that. So on that interception out of the timeout. A few guys are tweeting just to play out the replay of it. You had like four guys stacked to the right, I believe to the right, and they were just like a few of them like didn't seem to know what routes they were running. So you have Kaiser back there looking the throw, and everyone's just doing God knows what, and then he panics and throws a pick. Obviously, that pick was horrible, continuing a streak of at least one just horrible pick a week. But I think in that situation, just call a simple player a slant or run the ball. Just nothing too well, complex. There was another, there was another play too. And I, 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 was it the one that you were talking about where they were at like the four yard line and they ran is two wide receivers on each side. And then like the inside guys did like basically a three yard out and sit. And then the other guys went long, like on a long dig route. Well, you know what he does? He runs there's a middle, the place. middle of the field. Yeah. Oh, it's, he did it's, it earlier in the game. It was a, yeah. it was an out, uh, like short flat route. To Crowell, Danny Vitale laid like a cut block. And I was like, that's a fullback flat or running back flat in that. Yeah. 
Dude, I run I run Hugh Jackson's playbook in Madden, and it's the same thing. It's bench swap. It's one of my go-to plays. You have the receipt, one receiver in the slot, one receiver like does a post, so you create like a levels. So you, you pick one or the other depending on what the defense is showing. But there, the receivers are split out so wide that if Kaiser does make that throw, it gives the defense so much time to get back in play. And it's like, I, I just don't get like you look at Sean McVay and what he's doing with Jared Goff. Like, I wonder if it's that square peg round hole mentality that Hugh Jackson has versus like, OK, let's you know, you may not be the best quarterback, but let's see at least if you can try pick up what I'm trying to you know, teach you at, a, at an elementary level. You know what I see is Hugh Jackson's play calling short, short, flat route or screen. Horrible. Yeah. Short run stuffed and then four verticals. I, like I when wonder Kaiser what it would missed be a like. pass to Gordon in the game. Gordon was running down the sideline. And Kaiser threw it at Gordon, and Gordon never turned around. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that was a vertical route. Yeah. The Kaiser was just hoping Gordon would turn around and see, but it's like, he's he's back after a few years gone. If he's told to run a vertical route, that's what he's going to run. Well, and the other thing I don't understand either is, oh, I think I lost my train of thought just now. Well, it's either way, they just don't, even the screen. Oh, what it, what would it be like to have a coach that actually executed screen passes? Like the New Orleans is so good at getting Alvin Kamara involved in the screen, both the screen game, Michael Thomas in the screen game. I mean, you see all these teams that are able to just run efficient. Detroit, another great example. Like they, they're I think they're one of the best teams in yards after the catch. That's what that offense is supposed to be. You know, you have guys like Corey Coleman that are fast and can catch it after the run, not necessarily these big bodied receivers outside of Josh Gordon that can make these throw or make these catches over the middle. But speaking of that, outside of Josh Gordon, when's the last time you saw a Browns receiver go across the middle and make a play? They just don't. Everything's to the outside of the field. Well, I think he might have panicked. They kept getting called for pick plays in the first few weeks of the season. That was like week four. I know. So long ago. Week five, ba- Bengals. No, week four was the Bengals. Week yeah. four is when they got that was their true only true like blowout. Although I guess this game kind of falls under that category too. Oh, there was never a shot, never a chance in this game where I thought they were going. Well, they have. were winning at seven to three, and then you texted me. You're like, we cannot let them score before halftime. <laughs> and sure enough, Kaiser fumble. Or yeah, but the Kaiser Browns pick. got a field goal. Yeah, I mean that well, was good. Zane, I'm happy that they Gonzalez maniacs out there. Yeah, I'm glad they finally got, like, they always defer. And if they, I mean, very rarely do they get the ball. I would never choose the ball first if I was the Browns because it's an easy three and out. But if you're getting the ball after half, that is something that teams like the Patriots do utilize where, you know, you're scoring or you're holding your opponent and scoring before the end of the half and then getting the ball right back. That is a good momentum shift. And we talked earlier about another momentum shift where that defense stonewalled the Ravens uh, at a, with a 3 nothing deficit. You know, they stopped them at the one-yard line, and then the Browns came down and scored a touchdown the next drive. Like, those are the plays that, that we need to make more consistently. You know, I think we talked a lot, a lot about missed plays or missed interceptions, but, like, it's those ones that they need to build off of in order to, to win football games, and they're just not making enough of them right now. Well, I think that defensive stand, the one you're talking about, and the fact that the Browns had the ball, like, eight times within their own five – thanks to Sam Cook, it kind of yeah. shows why, like the defense, it's like these scores, you're like, man, I thought our defense was better. And they have like good yardage rankings. And you brought this up to me during the week, but the opponents are always starting with like within the 50. Yeah. So the Browns could give up 150 yards, but like five touchdowns. And yeah, it's just I mean, it, so frustrating. But pro football worst. focus is like, well, I mean, they stuffed the run. It's like, yeah, well, every, every drive was on the 20 of the red zone. 
Yeah, so I mean, the worst statistic I can see is like, oh, the Browns held, hold their teams under, or they held the the Chargers to like under or to nineteen points. I'm like, well, they gave up a ton of yards. Like, if those are converted to touchdowns, I mean, the game's thirty five ten instead of nineteen. And they lost, so who cares? Yeah, and even other games, there's just so many times where the defense just is giving up coverage off the jump. I mean, even against the the Packers, it was third and five. I mean, they they were playing seven yards off the ball. So all you had to do is run a quick, a simple route, and that's a first down. You to don't that see point, do- really quick, you know what really illustrated that horrible defense was Joe Flacco's draw touchdown. Joe <laughs> Schobert was five yards in the end zone. I was with my dad. I go, they got four. I'm like, they're going to run a draw. And yeah. he's like, why would they run a draw? I'm like, look at Joe Schobert. And I was mad because I was saying, if I can call this play from my couch, how can Joe Schobert stand there and say, huh, like, I don't know what they're running? Or how can Greg Williams... Who's just, I don't understand, like, it makes no sense. There's, there's no instinct. I mean, everyone's yeah. just like, oh, well, maybe they'll just pass here because. And Schobert didn't rush right away. He went to cover a receiver. I was like, the hole opened up so wide. Well, it's probably a read play, too. He looks, and it, if that guy's is. covered, then he takes off. But either way, I mean, there's got to be some sort of instinct to say, hmm, they're spreading everybody out, seeing as how the Browns run that play probably more than every team except Carolina where they spread everything out and just let Cam Newton bulldoze it in from two yards I out. I saw a stat. It said that um, on pro football focus, there's a lot of plays where Schobert shows up as a safety because he lines up so deep. <laughs> I saw Danny Danny Shelton drop back in coverage today. That was new. Oh, maybe not new, <laughs> but again. 330-pound lineman drop back another in Another striking you know, play call from the defensive side for what, why we're doing that, I, I don't understand. And but. then, as usual, Peppers is 90 yards off the line of scrimmage. <laughs> In the dog pound and get gashed by tight ends as usual. God forbid Peppers comes up and maybe picks up a tight end, but by the time he gets up there, it's already a first down. And you know, there was a play where a Ravens receiver dropped a pass. It was number 12. I can't remember his name. Chris Moore. Yeah. He dropped a pass, but he dropped it. He was surrounded by five Browns. I said, how does this happen? They're like, well, that was the route Flacco wanted. I'm like, yeah, because these receivers know they can just sit. Yeah, ten yards it's a, after it's last a soft zone. I mean, yeah. he, he ran fifteen yards and took a took a little left turn and just stood there. And Flacco like put the ball right on the money. It's like stuff like that. There's no there's no confidence that this defense is going to make a play. Miles Garrett largely ineffective again today. Um, Still a good player though for all the crazy people on Browns. Yeah, Twitter. I mean, without Agba, it's it's tough. So I I, I in the defense as a whole, but get, but they get they don't get any pressure on anybody. So I. Yeah, Miles Garrett's good, but is he better than Mitch Trubisky? He's not winning oh, any no games. No one's better than Mitch Trubisky in my eyes. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. I the easy answer is quarterback, but there's nothing you can really say until they try to address the quarterback. It is the frustrating thing. Obviously, you know, someone like Garrick, like it could be like a Jadavian Clowney, where after a few years, he's just once he's healthy for a bit, he's a monster. But you look. And you're like, man, if we would have taken a quarterback one and still got Ogba on the line there with Danny Shelton, like, isn't that... You could have gotten Derek Barnett at 13, you know, like, just another defensive end. Just use your picks pick. We're taking a quarterback one and getting, yeah, another stud. You either, it's like you take, you already have Ogba there who you know is really good. Well, they have to do that this year. They can't play this whole, and I don't think Dorsey will. He's not Sashi Brown. Oh, trade down and let's see if we can still get the guy we want. Like, no, you're at the point now where if you don't take your guy, somebody else is going to. 
and evidence of just that is the Chiefs going after Patrick Mahomes at 12 or at 10 uh, with swapping with Buffalo last year in Kansas City because that was a guy that Hugh Jackson would have taken at number 12 had he been there. Now, you know what, the though? fact that they passed Good on Deshaun Watson. That he went yeah, there instead. Oh, thank God. Yeah, he's he's better, better, much better in Kansas City than he is in Cleveland. But hopefully it's a Josh Rose, a similar situation here in Cleveland next year with Josh Rosen and uh, Alex Smith, who my prediction is that hopefully he comes over from Kansas City. But who knows? Well, I think Alex Smith would be the best option, but they're going to get someone. You know what? Let's bring Derek Anderson back or even Tim Couch. Give it Tim can't be Couch worse one than more year. I would. He's, pretty he's good. only 40. Tom Brady's 40, right? Yeah, I think it could still work. I mean, he's only had like a knee surgery, shoulder surgery. And people already people already wear a bunch of Tim Couch jerseys to Browns games anyway. I think they're Ouch jerseys now. I don't think they're Couch could jerseys. Could you imagine if they brought Tim Couch back for one year? It'd be the most <laughs> insane thing. I wish they'd win just one more game because then they could make the jersey, the Tim Couch jerseys like 2 and 30. Or two wins in the last two years or something, you know? Like something clever, at least. As opposed to just sad Tim Couch jerseys. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just a, a rough well, season. in good news, we get to There's watch our no- favorite quarterback next Sunday on Christmas Eve in Mitch Trubisky. I, I, I'm predicting, which we'll talk about later this week, I'm predicting a pretty rough game. For who? Both, se- <laughs> both teams. <laughs> Frigid cold in Chicago. Should be in front of 10,000 screaming fans. Christmas Eve. Uh, if Browns fans are expecting a pleasant Christmas surprise, uh, I, I would be hard-pressed to believe that that is going to happen. I, I think there's a zero, zero percent <laughs> chance that the Browns win this game. If it is going to be cold, uh, they're going to be going against Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen, two, two running backs who are just as good, if not better, than two guys the Browns have. So I... I <laughs> They're just going to pound the ball until the Browns stop it, and I don't think that's going to happen on Sunday. It's going to make life a hell of a lot easier for Mitch. Maybe Isaiah Crowell will get more than five carries next week. I won't hold out hope. I, uh, we're recording here right after the game. I'd like to hear Hughes' comments. I'm sure the reporters won't ask him logical questions. Though. Oh, he had a he had a 59 yard play and then didn't see didn't didn't get a snap the rest of the way. It makes no sense at all. No sense. He's trying to. He doesn't want him to get a thousand yards doesn't want him to i mean if we even if we draft saquon barkley who's to say he's gonna give the ball more than five carries it's ridiculous this game wasn't that i don't i'm not gonna get into it. it's just gonna piss me off and there's no there's no answer either like we're not gonna get an answer which is the most frustrating part all these guys just went out there and battled again this week you know they they played hard uh, trying hard you know we're, we're gonna get back we're gonna have an, another amazing week of practice and uh hopefully we can get that win it's like uh no you're not you're probably gonna go in 16 Hey, if he can keep his job after going 0-16, that's the best con artist I've ever seen in my entire life. Yep, just stealing money. <laughs> well, they're already paying Brock. They can give Hugh a little bit. On they're going to be paying him when they fire him. I think we could wrap it up there after another loss. Andrew, I'm glad to, glad you're feeling better um, after a rough week of post, post-Brown's stress disorder. Post-traumatic I may have Browns spared you from from I may have spared you from the possible prediction of a Browns victory today, <laughs> just because usually that Thursday hype video or hype train we get on with like oh maybe they got a chance you know well we love Mitch no. but he's not that good nine touchdowns yeah. yeah I don't know maybe maybe next week's the the week that Josh Gordon finally comes to play with a uh you know 
couple touchdown game and and uplifts the Browns. But again, I, I don't I don't foresee that happening. Well, we could talk about that later this week. We could also talk about our view on the touchdown shades, <laughs> the zero <and> fourteen <laughs> touchdown shades, the curse of the touchdown shades. Um, uh, pretty ridiculous. But that'll end it here for us. I'm Stephen Kabitza with Andrew Sipes. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, and thank you for listening.